0: Go ahead and start. So, welcome everybody to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number ninety-six. Uh, I am your usual host, Jared, and today we are joined by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yo, Mr. Doug Wilson.
1: Hey, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> and Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, everybody. How's your evening? Ooh, ooh. You know, that's a good question. We never really take time to reflect on the listener as much. How are they doing? Like, you're here. Welcome.
2: Your team, they're doing great, because it's time for the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode 96.
0: This uh, week, we are going to lack a little bit of that extra flair, that spice, that Latin uh, fire. Latin beat. Mexican um, guy. I am, of course, referring to the uh, Taco Bell down the street from me that recently closed, and I have not been able to load up on my Diablo sauce uh, before the show, what about so. lava. Do it is that a is that a flavor now? Lava sauce is that really it? Yeah, no, there's a lava sauce. So wait, what are the sauces? So there's mild, conte. Is there a
1: medium? No, they have mild, medium, hot, fire, salsa verde, and then there's lava sauce, but it's only in like a certain quesadilla. What?
3: Now. Yeah, you skip
0: fire. But or is, whatever. But is, is there lava? No, it, I know there's lava. You just said that. Is there is there Diablo?
3: Yeah, there's Diablo.
0: So they have two ridiculously hot sauces? Diablo sauce Have you ever actually
3: tried them? They're not hot at all.
0: Oh. Well, I don't know that I'm so tough as to proclaim the lava sauce. I mean, it sounds like it's literal lava.
3: Yeah,
2: they fit it into those little packets. They they get it in there. (laughs) Those scientists are amazing. (laughs) So do they have El Holocausto? (laughs) Oh, God. That's very tasteful,
0: Michael. I doesn't,
2: thought
1: it was a tasteful joke.
2: It doesn't, doesn't that didn't take long at all? Doesn't it sound into Spanish. It's very rule. Yeah,
0: let's track that timestamp there. Two twelve. All right. <laughs> hey,
1: you guys got to think outside the bun. <laughs>
0: I guess so. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about the week because boy, it's been a week, and I think it has been a week for nobody more so than Mister J Joseph Jr. Yeah, is it's
3: probably true. That's ret- why I'm so tired
0: right now. Returning to us after studying abroad in the world of the New York City Comic Con, which I guess is... Um, I've never been, of course, but presumably it's not as good as the Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, uh, presumably,
3: because we didn't get into that one.
0: Couldn't get into that one, but New York...
3: Well, we got into this one. New York so will just take any
0: schlubs. Anybody? I, think,
3: I, I think this is the biggest New York Comic Con ever, um, But I'm not saying that's bigger than Salt Lake. That would just be... We know what happens when you assume.
0: I mean, comparatively, um, Salt Lake is definitely, I think, more likely to have a bigger Comic-Con than New York. Because what can you do in New York? Like, oh, you can go to a restaurant, and you can get a hot dog on the street, and you can ride the roller coaster at Coney Island. What can you do in Salt Lake? Well, you could go to Comic-Con, or you could look Look at porn on the internet. Like...
2: You can go to Lagoon. We've got multiple roller coasters. I suppose that's true. How many roller coasters does Coney Island have?
3: Um, it has the one that keeps breaking. Oh, we have that too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it has a couple of the kitty ones. Did we get a new one? I feel like we got a new one, and I'm just discounting it because I never really cared that much. I think I
0: think we beat. I think we just beat New York then, because we yeah. have we have at least oh. at least three. Hey, yeah, and we have a gigantic salt lake. Yeah, and we have a huge lake of salt. So really, it's uh, almost
3: uh, a, a huge <laughs> lake of salt full of brine shrimp. Well,
0: the yeah,
1: br- delicious brine shrimp. The
0: brine shrimp, they spend more time on the shore dying and decaying than in the lake sometimes, I feel like. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty great place to be. Jay, what did you see at New York Comic Con?
3: All right, so I, I, I saw a couple of things. I didn't see as much as you guys saw back, but I saw a few things that looked pretty nifty. Um, I will tell you what that thing was not.
0: And what was it not?
3: That's that's Resident Evil Zero. So (laughs) I spent some time with that, and it's the same exact game, um, with an air quote graphical upgrade. Mm
1: -hmm. Finally.
3: Everything else is basically exactly the same. The controls are the same, environments are the same, menus are the same, it's all. I think the inventory system might have been adjusted a little bit, but... It's it's all the same shit. It's going to be the same exact play- game you play for GameCube.
0: And uh, this is um, you. You actually got your hands on it and got to play it and everything. Yeah, they had it at uh, I think PAX and E3. I want to say, and at both shows, it's like off to the side of their booth in like this sad little. <laughs> like, special enclosure that they built for it.
3: That, that's what it was at Comic-Con. Okay,
0: so probably the same thing, yeah. It, that's what
3: it was at New York. Like, like Street Fighter v was they were demoing that just around the corner from it, and it had, like, these huge lines. It had all these machines. You can tell um, they're really proud of it. Yeah, you can tell they're proud of it. And, and Resident Evil Zero was, like, the little red-headed stepchild pushed off into the corner, like, we're we guess you could come to Comic-Con too, but... Um, you can't eat any food and you can't look at anyone you can't touch anyone and you're gonna just stand in the little corner over there.
0: You have to like feed it scraps from your you feed it you feed it scraps. <laughs> Don't
3: you make it? <laughs> That's what it was. That. And and you know, it was really really it was really easy to get on um the Resident Evil Zero line because no one wanted to play it. <laughs> Everyone was over to Street Fighter Five. <laughs> so
0: I can't imagine why no one would want to play an HD remake of one of the less popular <laughs> Resident Evils. Um, I, I'm not saying it's a bad Resident Evil, but I think it just, I don't think it ever like resonated in the same way that like, oh, I don't know, like Resident Evil 2. I,
3: I, I think it was the whole idea of like just dropping your inventory on the floor and like leaving it there and having to move back around the house multiple times to get your shit whenever you needed it.
0: Someone will enjoy this. Did they have anything
3: else of interest at Capcom? Not Capcom, um, but Square Enix had a couple of interesting things up. So Uh-oh. they had they had non playable demos of uh, Hitman and Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. That's so, how they're playing it. Um, yeah, they those looking pretty good. Same kind of stealth routine, all that kind of stuff. Um, I got to play lower Crop Go for the iPad, and that's going to be game of the year. Is that going to that's sold on the iPad, right? No, oh no! I'll tell you what did something. Just Cause Three was actually a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed playing Just Cause Three.
0: So I, Michael, do you remember if Just Cause Three was playable at PAX? Uh,
2: that's hard to say. There was a lot of stuff there that I just. <laughs> I know
0: it wasn't yeah. at E3, but I think it maybe it was at PAX. Either way, none of us have played it
2: yet, so you're you're the first. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, did people play the other Just Causes at all? Just uh, Cause Two. Just a little bit. It was it actually was a pretty good time, so I could definitely see it being fun. Two's great. Yeah. In fact, I've thought about, go, did they, I, I haven't
0: played 2 for a really long time, but on the PC, did they do an official patch for multiplayer, or is it just third party still?
3: You know what, I, 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 I don't know, not actually. Not sure.
0: Because um, yeah. I, I know that such a mode exists, but I don't know whether or not it's actually official, or if it's still just a mod that you can do.
3: But yeah, it was just a patch something.
0: I've considered uh, several times going back and trying that out, because it looks like a lot of fun.
3: I, I mean, I know I I just like the single player alone, and there's so it's so much prettier now, and there's so much more stuff that you can do. It's like, you know, just cause is kind of like a Far Cry that admits what it is. It's not trying to be anything more than kind of it's just you go in, you destroy shit, you drive a lot of cool cars, and uh, now the the protagonist I don't even know his name. He's just like that sexy Spanish dude, it's like
2: Ricky has Rodriguez. The
3: yeah, right. He has the wingsuit uh, now instead of the parachute so he can go gliding kind of like Batman over this, uh, lush forested island, and, um, yeah, it was just crazy shit, like, I was watching other people play it, and, and people were doing all sorts of things I couldn't figure out how to do for the life of me, but I was just running around, jumping on motorcycles, shooting people up, jumping off motorcycles in midair, and watching those motorcycles crash into people and explode, and it was just an incredibly good time, it was just gonna be a lot of fun, I think.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was being insensitive when I said Ricky Rodriguez. His name is Rico Rodriguez.
3: Okay, so Rico, there you go. So
0: totally fix that.
3: So that's um. So that, that, I, I guess that's it for like the big, big stuff people might want to hear about. There's not, you know, New York Comic Con's not really a video game convention. It's not really a comic book convention either. It's like I I think all the Comic Cons have been co-opted by like the television world, right? So mm-hmm. if you're you're a big person for television then that's the shit, and um you fact, know, there are all sorts of premieres flying around, like Jessica Jones and X-Files and all that shit, but in terms of video games, I think Just Cause 3, that was the thing worth playing on the floor. That and Street Fighter 5, but I didn't get to Street Fighter 5, because the line was so fucking long.
0: What uh, What celebrity did you get closest to?
3: Uh, Ray Stevenson.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's the, um, oh, who is he going to be? He's He's going
3: to be blackbeard in in black sales. Too.
0: That's that's right. He's going to He was in Dexter. Um He was in Dexter. Oh, he was in
3: understand. Um he was he was the Punisher. I think he was like the second Punisher, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like Ivan Plinko in Dexter or something like I that. I say
3: that like I'm horrible. Like I just I was walking past the line to meet a friend in Artist Alley and like I'm really close to the, I like I I see the Black Sales booth and I get close. Like Jared and I have this obsession with Black Sales. It's not a good show, but we watch it. um And I'm just walking by, and the security guards are all like, "Hey, do you want a picture?" I'm like, "Sure, whatever." I'm here, right? <laughs> Get so, away
1: from me! Just, Wait, <laughs> the security guard wanted your picture, or the? No, no, the security guard. No, no. Hey, do you, hey,
3: do the you security, want a picture? And you're like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, around, with me. Around uh, Ray Stevenson, were like, they were like super friendly. I guess their job was to see whoever walked up to this booth and be like, "Do you want a picture with this guy?" And I'm like,
2: okay, sure, but <laughs> I don't want to be rude i'll take a picture so i have a picture with ray stevenson now um it really is just about the rudest thing you could do it's like we'd like to take a picture with this guy it's like no i really wouldn't (laughs) fuck you
0: (laughs) right
3: so So uh, you think you are
0: (laughs) sorry i thought i saw stan lee over there i gotta get going
3: (laughs) yeah that's how it was that's that's the celebrity i got closest to um it's pretty good Apparently, a lot of a lot of celebrities were in disguise, like Mark Ruffalo and um, and 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 uh, Jared Leto. So I might have gotten close to them without knowing if they were all hiding out. But who knows?
0: What a cool new trend where celebrities don costumes <laughs> and walk among us, so that we'll never know that we encountered celebrities. So we won't so, touch them.
1: Like the. So just really quick,
3: I, I I I talked to the guys that wrote the Assassin's Creed comic. I said. Um, uh, you could tell the Latino guy wrote the comic last podcast. I was very wrong about that. Oh, but I will say that this it, guy was in touch with his Latino heritage. Um, so he, he cool had like people. a cross
0: necklace. <laughs>
3: <laughs> These guys were like very cool dudes, uh, coolest guys you could meet. They um, they do another comic series which um, I read pretty regularly called Kill Shakespeare. So that was nice chatting with them a bit. Hopefully, I can get the interview up soon. Um,
0: are you able to tell us anything about the interview,
2: or is that still...
3: It's still... Okay. Uh, like, I still gotta, you yeah. know... There's things that's gotta happen before I can say anything.
2: Okay, alright. To make up so. in- stream, interesting lies about the interview.
0: Okay, here, actually, I'll ask Michael a question about the interview. Michael,
2: <laughs> what was their... What did they say their favorite Assassin's Creed was? Uh, they actually said that they were bigger fans of Mass Effect. <laughs> and they didn't like Matt or S.X's Creed at all. Ah, oh, of course. I was pretty surprised too.
0: Yeah. Well, your imaginary interview sounds almost as good as Jay's real one.
3: Sounds like they have good taste. <laughs> all right. So the last thing I'll mention, I, I um I met with this this I guess this up and coming studio that's developed for, for mobile called Gummy, um, and they were previewing a game called Phantom of the Kill. Which, you know, actually looks really good. It looks like, uh, it's, it's basically looks like the mobile equivalent of Fire Emblem. Um, Ooh,
0: that actually, that sounds like something I want.
1: I yeah, yeah that's actually ruined by microtransactions.
3: Just, there, there are, there are. Um, of course there you are. Know, and it, it sounds like it's going to be, uh, unfortunately a little closely tied to the game, but in terms of actual gameplay and, um, what they have planned for it, and characters. It looks like it all looks like it's going in the right direction, right? It looks like it's a game you may not mind supporting if you were to download it for your iPhone. I've, I've definitely
2: supported worse. Is it um, it's free to play?
3: Uh, I, I'm not sure. They were a little tight-lipped about uh, mm. price point. So I know their plan is to release it in chapters. And it sounds like they're playing around with how they're going to uh, work on the chapters. So it sounds like... Um, you know, buying more chapters there might be more costs. and I, I guess that's how how, how mobile originally ran, ran out in Japan, right? You would um, like uh, it was more like it was closer to like
0: it, episodic, I think. It's closer it, to episodic,
3: I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, and I know there, I know for sure there's going to be a supplementary thing where you can buy character packs. They're not necessary to win because you can get characters as you play the game, but um, if you wanted a little edge or if you wanted like to get a more powerful version of a certain character, you would have to buy a character pack and try your luck. Kind of like the the I guess kind of like the card, the card packs for Hearthstone. I don't play the game that game that much, so I'm not sure. But that's what it kind of sounded like to me. Um, but in terms of how it ran, in terms of how it looked, it, it looked really like really good. Uh, you know, considering it's mobile and and iPad and all this kind of stuff. Um, and gameplay is basically the Fire Emblem gameplay. It's like the same um, triangle of rock, paper, scissors with weapons, but they introduce their own three classes. So you have something like the Gun Mage, which plays heavy support, and you have a healer who has to damage herself to heal her allies. Um, So it sounds like even though it it definitely takes its... Inspiration from Fire Emblem. It sounds like it's not going to cover the same ground exactly, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's going to be a little bit of strategy to it. So, so it looks it looks exciting actually for a mobile title. And I know there's all this like this BS out in the world. Like, oh, why doesn't Nintendo release games for the cell phone? But this is pretty close. If you buy, if you like, uh, if you decide to try this one out when it's out later. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually, you know, it's it's not often where I see a mobile game and I'm like this is something I might actually want. This is something I would play. So this the so Phantom of the Kill does it for me a little bit.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the kind of thing that I, that I would
2: like, it just needs to be done. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: I mean, there's, there's still stuff to see.
2: Um, I do you look, know, I'm going to get like fun games to play on our cell phones. Won't like, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> like I, I would definitely buy a good game on my cell phone. It's just, I need, I'm, I'm waiting for one. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, that's they're true. trying. They're well, working on well, it. Well,
3: Michael, I have, I have good news for you. Uh, Lower Crop Go
2: is going to be out soon. Get the fuck off this podcast, Jay. <laughs> hey, and that
0: one, I think you can play that one on your Samsung VR uh, phone headset
2: thing. Isn't so. that great? <laughs> so that'll be pretty cool. You yeah. get any time with any VR at the Comic-Con?
3: Yeah, I don't think anyone demoed VR at Comic-Con.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's sadly. Probably a place for it, but. It's a guaranteed yeah. way to uh to
0: make a line at a convention. It's also a guaranteed way to give a couple people pink eye. Uh, someone
3: someone really wanted me to come up and play the sword art online MMO. Oh. Um Yeah. But like she was like, You should really play it. I'm like, Okay, I can check it out. She's like, Great, the line's over there and she pointed like around the corner. I'm like, No, that's not that's not gonna
2: happen. <laughs> yeah oh you almost had me there things to do <laughs>
3: hey it was almost like maybe if ray stevenson was on the line do you want to go online line and take a picture with? Like, okay all right
0: Did they make you wait in line for a picture with ray stevenson or was there just no no, no, line? no they did not
3: wait make, wait, wait in line really just like hey here's this kid's cell phone he wants a picture with you I'm like <laughs>
2: nice <laughs> nice so, well,
0: that was like, my Comic-Con. That's,
3: for the most part, that was my Comic-Con.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds actually like a pretty average uh, Comic-Con video game experience, I think, that yeah. for the most part. There's only a few devs who see it as something, you know, worth doing, and so...
3: And I think it's always, like, just, like, the big ones, like Square and and um, yeah, Capcom. I want to say, like, Konami used to have a, a good presence there, but what are they showing off?
0: And uh, nothing much. Um, did you uh, did you get to play Mighty Number no. Nine? I did not get to play Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh, okay, no. I was wondering if Square Enix had it there. Um, I just want someone else to play it so that I can know if they think it feels as bad as I do. Uh,
3: <laughs> I think the only one I missed from Square Enix that they had up uh, there's um, um a Dragon Quest, another Dragon Quest MMO.
2: It
0: oh, seems
3: like they yeah. keep turning that series into. A- more and more MMOs, so that was the other thing I missed. Hmm. But
0: eh, yeah, well, either way, I mean that's not too bad. You saw you saw at least one famous person. Yeah, um, you got yeah. to you got to uh, play a couple games. I mean, it could be worse. Aren't
1: they're hot cosplay.
0: Did you see some hot cosplays?
3: Uh, did I see some hot cosplays? I I saw. Yes, I saw. I saw one. I saw a, a, a very hot sniper wolf. And um, I saw one of the very hot uh, uh, Viking guys from the new Mad Max. I forget what they're called.
0: Okay, because I was going to ask that next is what hot
3: man, man cosplays did you see? Yeah, that? so that was that was a pretty hot man cosplay. So Were there any hot man's nice gender? Oh, and I, um, I literally crashed into, like, a guy cosplaying the Hound. Um... You know, from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. Sir, Sir Gregor Clegane and I, I crashed into him, and the New Yorker in me was getting ready to say something.
2: Are you sure it was a disfigured guy?
3: I, I, I look up. And this guy is like <laughs> tall, and he's like wearing the armor and everything. And I'm like, I better not say anything, and <laughs> and kept walking.
1: By the so, way, the, that was Jared Leto.
0: Oh yeah, that could be it. <laughs> Make me a burned
3: man. So a lot of metal, metal Gear was in full force at this at this convention. Like like just Metal Gear out the woodwork. A lot of Metal Gear Five, but a lot of like classic Metal Gear cosplays. So you had a lot of Naked Snakes. Um, you had the one Sniper Wolf I saw. Uh, a ton of people from Five. So you had a couple of Quiets, a couple of uh, Oslets, et cetera, et cetera. And then that was it. Um, oh, one of my favorites was a dude. Um, in a wheelchair, who who cosplayed as Mr. Garrison sitting at his desk. <laughs> that one was actually pretty great.
2: That's actually pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so,
3: all right. Well, that's yeah. not, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some good cosplayers this year. Like, like I I don't usually think of New York Comic Con as a a place to go and see good cosplay, but uh, the cosplayers pulled it together this year. Good it's, job, guys. I
0: think it's just such a bigger thing now than it used to be. it's yeah, just I like
3: this was definitely like their biggest year ever. It's, it's, it's yeah. probably it's probably
0: <laughs> better everywhere. Like I think cosplay is probably just something that like everybody's doing it now. So yeah, that's true. Including Doug.
3: Yeah, uh, I can say, say um, you know, of course, oh, Life is Strange was another other thing they were the Square Enix demo, and, and it was Episode One, so there's nothing for me to play. Mm. Uh, but a lot of a lot of chloe and max cosplayers like a lot of really a lot of girls doing that yeah that was interesting i mean I get, they
0: also could have just been dressed like chloe and max
3: there's actually that actually happened uh one my my, my friend's friend was just kind of like dressed as like this punk she was like she she because that's her she was wearing like a white t-shirt and had blue hair and the beanie and everyone was stopping and she's like are you chloe and she's like i have no idea who that is what is uh, that so so that did happen but there are other people that were doing some pretty intentional Chloe's uh, somehow somehow Chloe's popular I don't know how um,
1: but she's popular typical Chloe <laughs> well, <that's laughs>
0: yeah all right let's um let's talk about about uh, Saturn news today um, I thought this was kind of interesting uh, so let me ask you guys real quick when if ever, was the last time you purchased a humble bundle? Um Don't everybody I, don't everybody nail it at once.
3: I, I wanna time. say last year sometime. Okay. But definitely definitely nothing in two thousand fifteen, like twenty fourteen, I wanna say.
0: I'm just gonna go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that Doug and Michael have never purchased one ever. <laughs> you
1: would be correct.
0: Okay. Um so they've they've obviously grown a lot from their humble beginnings, if you would. Um, but today,
2: good Jared. Very
0: good. I've been, <laughs> I've been rehearsing this in the mirror since six. Um, but t- today they unfortunately announced that they have, uh, perhaps grown a bit too aggressively and they're unfortunately going to have to cut staff and they're actually getting rid of 20% of the company, which, which isn't, Oh wow. It's only 12 people, which isn't a lot in the grand scheme <laughs> of things. Right. But when we make it a percentage, it sounds a lot worse. Um, but uh, but basically their their growth has just been too aggressive and uh, so they've had to kind of scale it back a little bit and it, it just got me thinking because I remember when the humble bundles started, and they were they weren't like every week like now it's now it's like every three weeks there's yeah I was like yeah and I feel like when they very first started, I feel like they were a lot more high profile than they are now. I don't know if you guys get this vibe from it or if you've even kept up or. or look at it at all, but like when they first started it was like, come get Braid and like Limbo and all these huge like indie games that you've heard heard of before. You know, oh, we got Fez in here. Um and now it's just like come get dolphin game or what's that game it, called?
3: It's definitely it's definitely stuff you never heard of. Like it's like I'll look at the humble bundle. I I I know the exact reason I stopped buying them. It's when I started seeing them packaging just like tons and tons of rpg maker games yeah. and that's when i stopped bothering going to the website entirely that would do it
0: humble monthly humble bundle um i'm trying to even i, I can't even find what one did i buy did i buy the monthly what's happening here um oh yeah yeah yeah. so they actually i i don't know when they switched but now it's a capcom bundle and like this yeah, is, it's, this is I'm actually pretty good. Like it's not,
3: yeah, it's actually pretty good.
0: It's the uh, Last Planet Three, which I mean, it's not great, but it's a whole yeah,
3: game. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil Revelations two, only the episode one, only the first episode. Uh, Strider, Bionic Commando,
0: all of the original Revelations, uh, all of DMC. Um, yeah. Hey, what do you know? Strider, which uh, I reviewed on the site. I think we gave it a three. So. And
3: for all you lucky kids out there, DMC. Yeah,
0: uh, I played like the first three levels of that. It seemed seemed all right. It worked. It was functional. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the the weekly bundles in particular have really kind of um, bogged it down. I, and I wonder, I, I wonder if they would have had better luck if they had kept the games like much more high profile, but just done this event, you know, a lot more sparingly, like um
3: i'll tell you i'll tell you something i for the longest time like i know i know now but for the longest time i didn't actually know humble bundle was something separate from steam Mm -hmm. i I just didn't know you thought you just thought it was like hooked into a steam sale or yeah yeah. i
0: mean mean, they are kind of together like you, you get steam keys for most of the games the majority of them yeah um I guess my question is is there anything maybe for the two that haven't ever purchased one? is there anything that would make you purchase one like can they can they get having your business good games having good games you don't want you don't want the black mirror no. or or black mirror two or black no. mirror three, all three of which are available in the weekly humble bundle
1: I don't know what that is, and it sounds stupid
2: uh can I get like a chariot wars or a now, how about know, how about the ship?
1: I know exactly what they can do to make me buy a humble bundle.
2: Okay, what do they do?
1: The Jack Orlando pack.
0: <laughs> the Jack Orlando mega pack. Um, we've been talking, yeah. we've been talking about Jack Orlando so much. <laughs> is there more than one Jack Orlando? I think there's only one. If I think it's only the dog, one crit Jack Orlando. Be. Oh wait, wait, here we go. Yeah, there's only one Jack Orlando. Oh alas, that's a travesty. <laughs> if only.
3: Oh, what so, about? what about Desperados 2 Cooper's Revenge that sounds pretty cool
0: yeah I saw that on there um, I would rather follow The Legend of Curly's Gold Jagged Alliance a lot of them are games where like I've heard of them but I don't actually know what happens in Jagged Alliance like I recognize the logo I don't know what that game is you
2: that's fight cool. some jungle people
3: I, I've heard I've heard of MX versus ATV in the past
0: It doesn't sound right Michael that's,
3: that's the only one I've heard of <laughs> Oh no! I've heard of Red Faction, of course. Red yeah. Faction Yeah, and actually,
0: if you've never played Red Faction: Gorilla, uh, six dollars is a really good price, actually, to play that game because um, it's really good. It's a very good game. Oh, okay. But it's like it's like it, you can basically ignore all the other Red Factions uh, except Gorilla. It's
3: uh, it's oh, wait, how long has this books bundle been out?
0: Yeah, they do they do like comics and hardcover books and oh,
3: look at this! I can get goosebumps. i I, I get get goosebumps number 18 the return of the mummy and then number 19 revenge of the lawn
0: oh those are audiobooks too
3: oh well there you go
0: yeah you can get like a huge collection of goosebumps audiobooks so the other issue i have is they keep adding games uh after you buy the bundle but they don't like really do a great job of telling you so i just checked the website on a whim today and found out i had gone home like i don't care i don't need gone home um but uh, it would have been nice to have like a heads up.
1: No, yeah, sometimes. I
3: definitely, I definitely see games uh, pop up for me that I didn't know I owned thanks to the humble bundle.
1: Well, um, sometimes these companies they just grow so big, and it's it's nice when they uh, have to eat some humble pie.
0: <laughs> so you're happy about the poor about the poor humble bundle people?
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to make the humble pie joke.
0: What a humble, <laughs> what a humble bumble bu- bungle. What a bundle So, so what's
3: in so what's in the future of humble bundle? Jared, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure
0: that I'm sure that they'll stabilize. Like they'll reduce the workforce. They'll keep doing what they're doing, and they'll they'll find a happy medium. And hopefully, we'll have the humble bundle forever. Yep, but
1: a beginner's guide humble bundle.
0: I feel like I feel like it's a tougher business model. But I feel like the point where I stopped paying attention was when it started to feel like I was being flooded with more than what it was worth. And the perceived value just kind of goes away. Like when there's one of these every week, it's like, well, sure, you know. So,
3: so, so, how about a humble bundle that is um, Watch Dogs, Mirror Moon, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, Monster Truck Demolition, and the crew.
0: So, just everything that we have scored a one oh. in the humble bundle.
3: <laughs> yeah. The enemy slime it, we scored a one humble bundle.
0: Actually would that th- that'd be kind of a cool thing to do like around Christmas. <laughs> like make some kind of gift package with keys for every game we've ever scored a one.
2: Well tw- it is a horrible Christmas. Give that away to like a lucky reader.
1: <laughs> like, Here you go. See if you agree with us or not. <laughs> see what see what you think. Go look at we just called the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: actually pretty good. It's not bad. I'm pretty sure that's trademarked, but no, I don't think so. I've, I just, I feel like I've heard it before. I don't I'm know
2: where. No, I think you're making that Christmas. up. The spookmare uh, before Christmas. Nightmare before Hanukkah. Bubala.
1: <laughs> Ramadan massacre dream. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Kwanza crisis. Crazy Kwanza. The, the crazy Kwanza qu- crisis.
0: The crazy Kwanza crisis. All right, there you go. That's it. <laughs> The Enemy Slime Crazy Kwanzaa Crisis Bundle. I I assume that's crazy with a K.
3: Of course it's crazy with a K.
2: Right.
0: What was being what it diverse? Be. Hang on, I got to write this down. It's really good. <laughs> crazy Kwanzaa Crisis. This is why our site is getting DDoSed all the time.
3: It's we think <laughs> I know, things. I don't think so. It's because we
0: think Wait, of no, things J- like that.
1: Jay's on it. Jay does Kwanzaa, right? Hey, hey. Just sweet Enemy Slime.
3: That's like that's like blaming our overuse of pussy for last
1: week.
2: Whoa, hey, uh, easy,
1: easy there.
0: <laughs> I'll let it slide this time, but you better watch it, mister. Hey,
1: Jared, what are you letting slide, pussy?
0: This is a family-friendly podcast.
1: Or, or are you All letting right. of slide? So, is that
3: enough of Are we going to talk about? It's it's almost spookween. It's
0: almost it, it is nearly is that what we're calling it this year?
3: Spookween. I'm pretty sure
2: that's not a good thing to call it. We should probably try harder.
0: (laughs) We could probably come up with something better. We got some news today. So actually, Friday the 13th is very topical for me right now because I'd never actually seen it before. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I was reading online about like kind of Jason and that sort of stuff. And somebody was talking about how like Jason doesn't appear in the first Friday the 13th until like the very end. Mm -hmm. and uh that surprised me because and like he doesn't wear the hockey mask until like the third movie um and so i I decided that i clearly knew nothing about them and so i went back and watched the first two and um they're pretty good they're uh they're pretty good little movies they look like they are getting a game that
2: they really really could probably do better with Um, (laughs) a little bit so, I, I kind of expressed this. Of all of the Friday the 13th games.
0: I expressed this in the podcast. I really like the idea of an asymmetrical horror game where you, like the majority of the players, are playing the victims, and then one person is playing, like, the serial killer who goes and gets them. Um, like, I like the idea of, um, and I, I said this in the podcast, like, I feel like what this game is going to be is your goal when you get dropped into the game as a player is like kill Jason, you know, like go find tools and set traps and like kill Jason. But that's not really in the spirit of Friday the 13th. I feel like what would be more in the spirit of Friday the 13th is to like partner up with another player of the other gender and go find a secluded place to go have sex and then don't get murdered. Like your goal is just to not get murdered.
3: I mean, I think if the goal is survival, then that's, that's good. And I think, but I don't I don't know that... See, I think asymmetrical multiplayer has this attitude that someone has to win.
0: It has to be so, competitive.
3: That it has to be competitive. And, um, you know, it's it's like... Leopard Dead wasn't really like that. Leopard Dead was like... The goal is to survive. The goal is to get to the safe house and to survive. Um, but since then, other games have been like, okay, now you guys have to compete. And you, uh, now you have to go at each other's throats. Uh, someone has to die and someone has to live. So... I you know the the general attitude of survival horror games. The general attitude of survival horror games is that you have to survive the horror. It's in the it's in the genre title. But in an asymmetrical multiplayer, the the attitude is that you have to win. So it really depends on how they approach it. And I don't really trust anyone. Like this is nothing against the particular developers, but I don't really trust anyone to approach that like correctly, especially with like a Friday the Thirteenth game. Um, I'm not sure this game gonna be about survival. It feels like it's gonna be, oh, let's break the curse to Jason Voorhees and and kill him and send him back to the lake. And all that bullshit.
0: Their uh, Kickstarter is being run by a guy named Randy Greenback, and I don't, I just don't trust somebody named Randy Greenback. That just sounds... would, you, would
3: you trust someone named Greenback Slice, though? Uh,
0: probably not that either. I don't think well, Kimbo I... Kimbo Slice. Yes, Kimbo Slice. If Kimbo Slice was making the Friday the 13th game all by himself...
1: What if he was the lead dev?
0: I would... Yeah, yeah. I, no, actually, I want him to be the sole dev and art director and voice actor, and uh, um, he can outsource, like, the, the Mac port. I'm fine with that.
2: What about the citrus beverage slice?
0: Like, the um, the soda? Yeah, Do they still make yeah. those. No, I don't think so. Slices Sierra Mist now,
3: <laughs>
0: but it used to what be if they Kickstarted Slice. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm this in is, for
3: that is, too. This is this is Michael being old again, isn't it? It's like <laughs> him thinking slices hip and cool and everyone. Oh,
2: else it's, is like, it's from the 1990s. That's all that, that's been places. gone for a while. It's Michael. not like I asked for a moxie,
0: Michael. If I <laughs> if if I took you to like um to a hit club and I said Michael I'll give you $2,000 if you can go in there and say something that everyone can relate to what would you do? What would you, how would you get your $2,000? Or would you just call it a wash and be like let's go to
2: Denny's Well I certainly wouldn't say that uh, <laughs> What offense have I committed against you that make you think I would say that? Eh,
1: they have the moons over my hammy. Yeah they, good. they got the moons over my hammy
2: Fucking
0: hate you guys. It's tasty and it's a funny name. You, you, go, to, you go to number and scrambles.
3: drink and drink a black coffee.
2: But what would you say? You'd go in there, and you'd be like, hey everybody. Have you tried that LeBron flavored Sprite? Oh, God. <laughs> well, that was actually better than I thought it would be.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was that was better What I mean, what did you think? Because that wasn't good.
0: I don't know. I thought he'd go in and be like, what what do you guys think about that Archie Bunker?
1: <laughs> he was cool. He's
3: always getting into trouble.
2: <laughs> you just can't stop.
3: Um, was Archie Bunker even good at the time? No. Like, was he cool at the time? I don't
2: think so. Would have been more so. like.
3: What, what do you guys think of that? The fonts. Yeah. What do you guys think of Fonzie?
2: Of have the you, have Kids heard that latest Glenn Miller orchestra record. There we go. It's the beat knees, I tell you. It's the uh, How about that James Dean? I yep. heard he's a heartthrob. Yeah. Going to see the latest picture with Vilma Banky. <laughs> <See, you're laughs>
0: i tell you, if God. I took if I took you to like the VA bar, you'd fit right in. We'd, just drop, you, <laughs> we'd drop you in there, and you'd come out with like eight new friends. <laughs> It'd be a done deal. Um, so Friday the Thirteenth it, it does have a Kickstarter. Uh, otherwise, I mean, how would how would it get funded? It would be impossible.
3: So um, it, it started out as another game first, and then I guess someone from the and then I guess like somehow they got Friday the license the 13th. yeah they got the license and it became Friday the 13th
0: I will say they do make one compelling statement when they talk about so there's a spot in the Kickstarter where they're like why aren't you going with a publisher and they, they write that they were concerned that a publisher would try and shoehorn this into a T rating which it really shouldn't be um, and I appreciate that like I, I think that's a great and noble endeavor to keep a Friday the 13th game you know as, as horribly violent as possible
3: well, they do. They do have a. They do have a, um as one of their main banners. They have a woman, um, walking in the lake in just her panties. So that's a that's a good indication, right there. Yeah, I. It's the you
0: it's know just, it's good that they understand the source material. And if the game so, is like you right, being a naked woman and running from Jason, like I think that's a great game. Um, but I have a feeling. You, that,
3: would you have like a third person look behind you mechanic? Uh, maybe because then it would be uh, <laughs> then, then you'd really itself. enjoy
0: it i i just i have a feeling it's not going to be that i have a feeling it's going to be find a rocket launcher yeah so that's that what i feel like too. blow I feel away like it's jason be like
3: construct this thing and kill jason and i i to think the extraction zone all admit jason right catches now, I, I think we all have to admit right now that there's like the game's not going to be even remotely scary I just don't think so. I think you I mean, don't think like I. The flock went for that unscripted scares thing, and we see how that worked out for them.
0: Boy, and the flock sure was scary. Did I tell you guys how scary it was?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Um. What a spooky I mean, game let's, that was. Let's like
3: let's like line them up. What are the asymmetrical multiplayer's we played that we've either liked or have lasted?
0: I mean, lasted is a tough one, um, but I, I I really do think that Left for Dead does it. Almost I think as like, well I as think you Left could. Dead
3: did it, and then uh, I don't feel like anyone since Left for Dead has the, really done it.
0: The problem that I always wind up having with asymmetrical multiplayer is basically you have one team where, in order to win, as a general rule, and this was especially true for me in Left 4 Dead, as a general rule, there's basically one team that, in order to win, has to like work together and talk to each other and communicate. And then there's another team who's just fine, and like, or, or in the case of like evolve or some of these others, like it's just one guy, and so like you don't have to worry if if uh, if Danny XX420 Blaze it is ignoring your commands because you're just one guy and it doesn't matter. Um, and Left 4 Dead, I always felt like if I was the zombies and we coordinated an attack, things would go great, but if we were just like all operating kind of independently, there was no way to win. Like it just couldn't so happen.
3: So there are two things I had to say in reference to Leopard Dead. First thing is Leopard Dead wasn't built as like an asymmetrical multiplayer. Sure, yeah. It was built as a multiplayer game and it had asymmetrical modes, um, but it, that's like not what it is. And a lot of asymmetrical multiplayer multis since have built themselves as that. It's like, we want to be this particular thing. So for, for, so for what was one game mode in Leopard Dead, one game mode out of like several, because you had a, a couple of different types. Um, For every other game, it's like, well, we just want that one mode, period, and we don't want to try to aspire to be anything else. Um, Or if we do, it's going to be really kind of shallow and all this kind of stuff. Now, Friday the 13th is promising you're going to get a storyline, like you're going to get a a single-player story, if they can do it, where you play as Jason. But that doesn't sound interesting to me either, and I'll go into why a little later. Um, But the second thing about Leopard Dead, and this hasn't changed since Leopard Dead, but playing as the monsters always felt, like, really awful. It's like, either you're going to get the tank, or you're just going to go ahead and, like, stumble that through that thing and kind of be killed. And, yeah, there were strategies, and, yeah, there were, there were ways to win as the special infected. But, you know, playing as them just didn't feel good. I'd never felt like it felt good. I always felt like I died too easily. You know, I feel like in these games, they try and balance the monster and balance the monster and balance the monster so the, so the human survivors have a chance. But then the human survivors usually just end up winning all the time. Um, and I feel like this has continued all the way through and everything else we've played, like, in the flock, accordingly, once you get the ball of light, um, you know, you're nerfed so much that it, it's whatever. Uh, evolved definitely, playing as the monster, it just kind of, like, wasn't fun. It was, like, limiting. And, um You know, it is balanced so much so that you can never evolve to level 3 of the monster. And, uh, you know, you're better off just playing as the hunter and and killing the monster off and all that kind of stuff. So I'm worried that we're going to get this Friday the 13th game and you're going to be this, this dude who by nature is supposed to be like this... He's unstoppable, but he's like this slow, lumbering dude and you're going to have like these seven teenagers just running circles around you. It's like, I can't fucking catch them. What's the
0: point? <laughs> so. the, the, I, there's something fun there, too, though, where Jason's just getting frustrated because he can't get any of them.
1: <laughs> I oh assume... God, you guys, stop it. <laughs> Seriously, you guys, leave, just don't.
2: Let me catch you already. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that sounds all right. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I just have a feeling that uh, if, if it really is just, like, a, basically an elaborate game of hide-and-seek, I think that there's something fun about that. Like, that could be cool. Um,
3: yeah, but it, it still sounds to me like, you know, the other ones we've had in that genre where it's like, that was kind of the one thing, and in fact, was, it, it got old fast.
0: Um, it's the opposite setup, but uh, Mario Chase on the Wii U, where one person takes the gamepad and runs around as Mario... And the other four players can't see him and have to go like hunt him down. Um, that game's got a lot of jump scares and tension, <laughs> kind of built into it. Uh, so I mean, it could totally work. It could absolutely yeah, work. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that could yeah, be. An, fair maybe that uh, that could be an extra mode too. Now, uh, what if it was like? What if it was like everybody hide from Jason, and then uh, once he's killed, everybody. The person left is the final girl, and that initiates like a combat sequence with Jason.
3: That could be interesting, but that I, I guess that takes me back to um, my problem with the pitch for the single player. Like the single player, I kind of like being that girl. Like that's what I wanted to do in Until Dawn, and Until Dawn, I wanted to be that girl. I wanted to be that 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 white girl, that um, all American Pie white girl that survives to the end of every horror movie. And they're the only survivor. Anyone else dies. And Until Dawn wasn't really set up like that. Um, and I think just in general, there's something about being the survivor. It's like... I, I, said, this, I said this earlier, but... If you watch a horror movie, right? It, I'm not saying people don't. People will look, watch a horror movie and they're like, Oh, if I was the killer, eh, this is totally what I would do. But then that pro- person probably has a problem. I think most of the time when you watch a horror movie, you're sitting there and you're going... Well, if I were surviving this scenario, I wouldn't be as dumb as that guy. This is how I would survive it. I would do this, this, and this. So I think there's like something just more fun about like being scared of being chased and and outsmarting the villain and getting to the end and and running out into the hallway, out into the highway, and practically waving down an eighteen wheeler like, "Hey, save me, save me! This guy's coming to kill me." Um, you know, I think there's something just more appealing about that than just being this this kind of lumbering, invincible thing that gets to kill everything. I feel like if I wanted that game, I would just play Hatred.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'll be interested to see if they can make it work. I'm skeptical too. It seems unlikely, but yeah, here's here's the hoping. As a side note, when you were describing the the final girl, the all American pie white girl, uh, the first movie did kind of throw me for a loop because I was operating under like my assumption that like the first person I see is obviously the main character, and uh, that things don't work out so good for that girl. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. So well, we're, we're, we're classic slashers straight.
0: Yeah. I, I I enjoyed it very much. It's funny how tame a lot of them are um, yeah, true. going, yeah, going I back and watching it. them now. Um, but the, I, I still, I still liked it. It was, it was all pretty good. Yeah. So would recommend. Um, should we talk a, a wee bit about games about, sure. about, about a game? It's not a game. Um, there's a couple releases coming out this week, and uh, we won't spend too much time on it because I feel like there's already a lot on the site about it. But on Thursday, you're going to see the release of Mushroom 11, which uh, we just put up a video for on Monday, yesterday. Um, and, man, that game is good. Like It's pretty sweet. It is really, yeah. really good. I'm one chapter away from finishing it. And I think the only big issue that it has is that it's pretty short, admittedly, um, but with with good reason. And something that I feel like is really important about Mushroom Eleven. So it's a if you're not going to watch the video or anything like that, it's a platformer where you control this like blob of goo, and um, your mouse is basically an eraser. And so when you erase. Uh, your body from one side, as long as you're touching some kind of ground, then your body will regenerate on the other side. And so, like, to move forward, you kind of wiggle the mouse back and forth to erase your body, and it's reappearing on the other side, and then you start to gain momentum.
3: So it's basically like having a hangover on a Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, like when you get up in the morning and you're going to make waffles, and so you erase your back, and your back appears in front of you, and it's like that. Exactly like that. Exactly like that.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. I get
0: it. Yeah. It's no. it's, Ridiculous it all. it's basic science, you guys. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I I think I'm one level away from finishing. I have a feeling that the game is going to come out to be, I'm thinking probably five hours for me, which isn't very long. But mm-hmm. something that I do like to point out about it is this game is very meticulously crafted. In the sense of like every gear that you run up against, every puzzle that you encounter, every switch, every button that you hit is like very deliberately placed and more importantly, very perfectly placed. Like a lot of times there are sections that will require a very precise placement to uh, to, to pass through them. And I don't know if this is making any sense, but I think it feels really good in a game when you solve the game's puzzles and you know that you did it the way that they wanted um, yeah, I agree. A physics game like this, there are a lot of situations where I think you can run into moments where you beat a puzzle, but like you're not entirely clear whether or not that was how you were supposed to beat the puzzle, you know? Where you're kind of like breaking the mechanics a little bit. and, and, and You just threw a bunch of shit on the wall and saw what stuck. Right, right. I think that indie games have a habit of being... I mean, there's a lot of terms that I associate with them, but one of the things right now that's really popular is um, is procedural generation and, yeah. r- and randomized levels and things like that. And it is so refreshing to play a game that is basically the exact opposite where everything is like very meticulously placed and obviously like a lot of thought has come into it um, and it's just very deliberately designed and-, and just set out, you know, perfectly just for you. Um, because I feel like most indie games are doing the exact opposite where it's just like kind of random and like, yeah, it all works, but it, it doesn't, it, it, you, you can tell. You know what I mean? You can, you can feel yeah, no, that that it's makes not sense.
2: right. Just brute force your way through it because, you know, it anything works.
3: So, like, yes, I it's... Mean, it's, f- like, it's like Portal, where, where Portal, you need, like, very exact solutions.
0: Yes, it's very much like Portal. And Portal's very short for that exact reason, because it requires a lot more thought. It requires a lot more design. There's a lot more work that has to go into it to make that game, Um, and so it's much harder to make like a 40 hour game that is portal you know Um, it's not easy to do and so this is very much the same thing where it's a really short experience Um, I'm not sure what their price point is at for the launch but I imagine that some will probably be uh, find it something that they're not willing to pay but I I think it's totally worth it I think it's in great shape and it's a really good game
2: Yeah, if you're not playing it right now you're doing something wrong
0: well, you can't right now, but tomorrow, tomorrow nope, you'll be nope, able to. Nope. Okay, Steal yeah. The game, Stand by
1: that. Don't buy it and play it.
0: <laughs> Pirate it right now and play
2: it. Get uh, press copies like we did because we're cool.
1: Yeah, start a website
0: so you can play the game, and you can whoa, do whoa, you can not, get this all not. done in a day, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, and you can, you can
3: get DDOS for us for saying for saying words like pussy and and constantly finding ways to Brunzy. get uh, KKK up on the website. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well no, you don't have to point it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mushroom 11 anyway, that that's coming out. And then the other game really badass yeah, you should play it. The other game that I've been playing this week that that I've been enjoying is uh, Lucadian Chronicles, which I think also comes out uh, the same day as Mushroom 11. And um, this was a game that was actually sent into us. We didn't we didn't go seeking this one out and um it's this uh it's this cute little card game where uh, it has i am i'm, I'm going to struggle to describe it a little bit here um it has basically kind of a a fire emblem feel to it a little bit in in the in the music in the overworld in the map some of the yeah. art things like that but basically it's a pretty simple premise um you have a row of cards that you uh, it's basically all about card placement. So you'll go into you'll go into combat and there'll be cards laid out that you can see. So you can actually see like, oh, the enemy puts this card here, and this card here, this card here, and then you basically have your own collection and you line up your cards so that they're going to be the best fit to counter uh, the enemy. and uh, and then basically you just start combat. and when combat begins, there's nothing to do. You basically just sit back and kind of watch and see whether or not you set it up the right way. And uh, if you if you did, then you you can proceed. And if you didn't, then not quite. Um, but it's it's a really interesting concept because there you have like this persistent collection of cards, and they it carries with you throughout all the different modes. So if you're playing online, you're using the exact same cards as if you're playing the the main campaign, like the single player campaign. Um, there's, there's nothing really beyond the card battle interface. There's no, like, world map or anything like that. You're basically just moving from point to point. And um, each combat encounter will have, like, in, in the campaign mode, there will be, like, three different bullets uh, or, or sometimes two or less. But uh, basically there will be, like, you know, win the match and we'll give you this much gold. And if you win it but no this one of your players doesn't take any hits, then you get this much gold. And if you win it but you use less cards, then you're able to... Uh, you get a little bit more and then you use that gold to buy packs and then you can continue forward in in the story. Um, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of difficult to describe, but it's a really, um, I don't know that I've played like a collectible card game like it. Um, and that's, that's
3: it, it sounds a little like I'm a middle th- ground between a little, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. Uh, not, not quite brisk. Um, so it sounds sort a little of. bit like, a, yeah, it's sort of like risk.
0: It has, it has a lot of the same mechanics that you would see in magic. Um, okay. so like in magic, you have to be concerned about like flying enemies, right? And so right. F- flying enemies, um, they, they can't hit you, uh, or I'm sorry, they can hit you, but you can't hit them. And so they have something kind of similar where you can put enemies on the back row and, um, your heroes will basically take priority to attack the people on the front row, um, or, or sometimes you know have a lot more trouble hitting people on the back row and so there's flying enemies that can reach them. And there's a lot of just stuff like that. There's a lot of things where like this card will hard counter this card and so you get to see the layout beforehand and you put your cards in the order that you think will work um, and then you basically just see what happens and it's it's a very interesting dynamic to me because basically in a lot of situations there's just a straight up right answer. there's a set layout. That will, right. will, like, always work. Um, and you, you have the kind of a free-form collection in that you'll get packs and you can open more cards and get kind of, like, random cards that, that come into your set. Uh, but at the same time, in the campaign, there are cards that you'll just unlock as you proceed through it. Um, and so you kind of, you're always guaranteed to at least have some cards uh, as you as you go through it. Um but yeah, like I said, it's kind of interesting because there are there are challenges where I I'll do them and it seems like oh this is impossible or this can't be done, but I know that there is definitely a way to do it, and so you you'll kind of sit there a little longer and figure it out, and um, really really just a unique game. Uh, yeah. So that's coming out also on Friday or Thursday. I'm sorry, Thursday. Um,
3: sounds uh, pretty neat, actually. It's also something.
0: It's also coming out on up the up on. Uh, on the Wii U, which I think is a really cool. really nice fit for it. You don't see a lot of indies kind of playing around on the Wii U quite as much. Yeah. Um, well, they probably want people to play it. So the only, I, I there are a couple things that I've that I've noticed about it that feel kind of weird sometimes. Um, or, or maybe just I don't know. I don't know how I feel about some of the multiplayer. So like, there's a draft mode that you can play where um, basically there'll be a pool of cards and you just draw from them and then your opponent's also drawing from a pool and then you each kind of get a randomly assembled deck and then you and then you pit them against each other but the problem is is that in that draft mode you can't see where your opponent is placing his cards and so you it's really like the first round is just a matter of luck like I hope you got everything in the right spot because now you're Uh, Fighting each other, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, you put the right things in the right places. Um, There's a little bit of strategy after the first round because you know where they put all their stuff, and they may just put the exact same cards in the exact same spots again. So, like, you can adjust your strategy around that. But to a large degree, it felt really random to me. Um, Right. I I won the couple matches that I played um, because luckily the guys didn't move their cards around for whatever reason. Um, but I'm not sure if it always works out that way. I'm also not super clear on whether or not there's crossplay because one of the guys I went up against had like a a, a me avatar, and I'm I'm not super clear whether or not he was on a Wii U or if he just uses a me avatar for whatever reason. So I don't know. Little things that I'm curious about. But uh but yeah anyway that's coming out soon. We'll we'll do a review for it. We'll cover it a little better. Um it's actually really surprisingly hard to describe uh how this game works. I think it's something where you have to see it in action to really like get what they're doing with it.
3: Um, I'm kind of interested.
0: Maybe even more so than Mushroom 11, which funny enough is also a game that I think is really difficult to describe. I think it's something that kind of has to be seen to to
2: get it. You, you talked very nicely about it before I saw it, but I was still like, what, what the fuck is Jared talking about? Mushrooms? <laughs> yeah. And then I played it and I was like, oh, mushrooms.
0: I, I hope it does a good job because I really think that, um, I really think it's a game that doesn't have, it maybe doesn't have a ton of sex appeal, like just the name and like the, <laughs> when you look at it and, but I mean, I really, I cannot tell you how much I have enjoyed playing that game. Um, it's badass just just kind of zoning out and like it, you do the whole thing with just your mouse and so like I'm not like sitting up and like paying close attention I'm just like lean back as far as my chair goes and like you can have a beer in one hand while you play like it it really is uh it's just right it's perfect so very zen there are a lot of moments where i get stuck in mushroom 11 sometimes for a very long time and uh, i've dealt with them all pretty pretty well i think on a on a mental front but yeah, anyway, Mushroom Eleven and uh, and the uh, Lucadian Chronicles, uh, that's from Dark Roast Entertainment, and uh, like I said, that should be also coming out this week. Um, so not a bad week if you're looking for some games to play. Uh, you could you could definitely do a lot worse than uh, than checking out those two. You could play the Beginner's Guide. That would be a lot worse. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You could do a lot worse. Um, what comes uh, out? I think the next big AAA is like what Halo, probably. Um, I can tell you guys are pretty excited about it. Um,
2: this
3: is supposed to be Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Can not we and find out? Oh. I, I am, I am curious and just call, about just cause three now, so that's going to be December first.
0: Oh, is that this year? Uh, I didn't know yeah, if they that's had a, I didn't know they had a date on that so, one.
3: So I, I believe it's. I believe it's December first.
0: Um, Rico Rodriguez rides again.
3: Yeah, so that that I mean that seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited about that one. Um, so Syndicate is out in November ish sometime.
0: Okay, yeah. So
3: yeah. a little bit of and
0: a little bit of a dead zone then until um, until you get your Halos and your and, Assassin's and, Creeds.
3: And... And February. Well, I, I played. Um, I finally broke down. I've had it on my wish list forever. No one was bothering to buy it for me, so I finally broke down and got Spec Ops: The Line. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did it, anyone else play that?
0: Yeah, I did, actually. Um, that's pretty good.
3: I'm having a good time so far. It's 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 like, I, I heard goes places I'm interested in. in uh, you know, it's, it's I know it's based on Heart of Darkness, so it's probably not going to have a plot twist I'm surprised by. Mm, okay. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it, I mean, it's Heart of Darkness. You've you read Heart of Darkness. You've watched Apocalypse Now. Um, you know, it's, it's it's hard not to know that story. But even so, um, I'm interested in in watching where it goes, and I like the gameplay. Um, you know, it, it feels like one of those games that maybe I don't know if calling it low key is is right. Like, I don't know how much it sold, but I do know that I didn't really hear about it except among like my very close circles. Like, I didn't really see this thing advertised, and really, so I'm not sure how much it sold. I'm not gonna say it didn't I it didn't sell, but I feel like it's one of those low-key games that inspired...
0: Like, I, don't, I don't think it was, like, a crazy smash hit by any means. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, but I, I do think it was, like, one of those low-key games that probably inspired how other games were played after it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I could definitely feel, like, 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 Spec Ops Line, playing that, that's, like, the closest thing I felt to... Um, Phantom Pain than than any other game, I could say. Like even like considering like Call of Duty franchise and all that kind of stuff, because that doesn't really play some. it's plays like close to it. That's like okay, I can see where some of these ideas come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm enjoying the gameplay. I I, I love how visceral it is. Uh, I love how loud it is. It's like playing an action movie.
0: Oh yeah, um, big but time.
3: I, but a, a good action movie, you know, not one of these like fucking sterilized. Um, you know, we're gonna keep a a. a PG thirteen rating kind of things. It's 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 a like good action movie. So I'm digging it so far. I'm I'm liking it.
0: There is um, some stuff um coming up in it that I, I won't get into it without ruining it too much, but there's text to the the uh that plays in between like levels and when you die and stuff like that. And like when you start the game, the text is very much like kill the bad guys, press G for a grenade and like that kind of stuff. <laughs> But as you go, that text changes quite a bit and it it changes in a way that I think gets a little hammy and a little, uh, that kind of takes you out of the the story that they're telling a little bit. And I won't, I will try not to ruin it beyond that, but, um, yeah, keep, keep an eye on that see what you think. I'm curious if it has the same effect on you, but
3: i am keeping an eye now. I'll, I'll report back. I I feel like I'm going to fly through this one. So I'll report it's it's
0: real short. It's like six hours, maybe, maybe.
3: Uh, Uh, i i I, i'll I'll report back next week with how i ultimately felt about it but i'm excited so far i have other shit on my wish list that will probably get done like like vampire the masquerade i've never played that actually and that's been on my wish list forever so Mm -hmm. let's see what happens
0: yeah yeah well like i said pretty uh pretty pretty good week here so yeah mushroom 11 lucadian chronicles both of those will be out on thursday uh, the humble bundle, the Capcom humble, the Hundle Dundle, You can get that now.
3: And yeah, keep an eye out on the website for more information on Phantom Up the Kill. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get know.
0: all of our uh, Comic Con stuff up. A you a nice Assassin's Creed interview. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff coming up this week. So, oh. or or the week after, who knows? Oh, so you got
3: a good week planned, and um, and there's other stuff I've been playing too. It's like like Spec Ops is the only one I really. Talk about, what well, let's talk about the other games in the future podcast, and the SOMA reviews should be out and all that shit, so keep an eye on the website.
0: Keep an eye on that website, and if you're not already, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, where uh, whatever, we're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Go look at our YouTube channel, we were, we were just talking about how nobody watches our poor YouTubes, and man, we made like eight They're of them. Fucking dicks. We made we like, them for you. We worked really hard on those. So In great cocksuckers. If you had a hard time following what the fuck I was talking about with Mushroom 11, you can go see us play some of that. We didn't do a video for Lucadian Chronicles. As much as I like the game, I have a feeling that Michael wouldn't be willing to sit through a video of it.
2: <laughs> oh, I can be nice.
0: <laughs> I don't. We'll Maybe, we'll see. Because um, it is something that it is something that's better explained uh, through seeing than, than telling um, so I don't know, I don't know what form of coverage we'll take with that, I'm going to try and have a review out but it, I think it's something I'm going to want to spend more time on um, so we'll see but yeah, anyway, um, thank you guys for listening, thank you guys for being here and uh, I think with that we're probably out
2: you have a good night listener.